Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. Think that you know, well, you know, I'm I'm saved. I'm you know, I'm good. God understands. You know? and so you're still playing. You're still you go to the clubs. You do this, or or maybe you know, he, he points out maybe it's greed that governs you. Maybe it's not the clubs at all. Maybe maybe it's just greed. Maybe it's just you building yourself a kingdom, and it prevents you from receiving the kingdom that he wants to give you. Have you experienced God in a real way? It's the best thing we can experience as we walk in the flesh. As Pastor Robert explains in today's message, it's not just an emotional high, it's life transforming. As you encounter temptations and trials, seek God through every moment and you'll find His presence empowers you to resist those destructive impulses. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Hebrews chapter 6 for today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Electrician. We got some waiters and waitresses. We ha- we have some attorneys. Actually, I learned last night we had one. I didn't even know he was an attorney. We have we have people. From, we have doctors. We have all kinds of diversity. We are the body of Christ. And one of the beautiful things about this body of Christ is that it really is richly diverse, richly diverse. But I love that because we, we don't have enough doctors to have a doctor's fellowship. And that's probably a good thing. We don't have enough cops to have a police officer's fellowship. And that's probably a good thing. We don't have enough plumbers to have a plumber's fellowship. That's prob- you understand what I'm driving at? No, our fellowship is around Christ, the Spirit of God. If, he, if the Spirit of God lives within you and, and, and the same Holy Spirit is living within me, then you and I are connected. We don't, we don't just have stuff in common. We're connected in a way that we can't even comprehend. And we need to have fellowship around that. You see, things that accompany salvation, there are things that will be visible in your life. One of the things that will be visible in your life, if the Holy Spirit has moved in, you're going to want to be close to other people in whom he lives. You see what I'm saying? You'll be drawn to them. You'll be drawn to them. You'll want the fellowship with them. And there are things that you're going to just know that you have to walk away from. You have to leave it behind. Ephesians 4 and 5 are a great study in that, by the way. Ephesians 4, 17, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk, in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, 
who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness." Do you hear what he's saying? Things that accompany salvation. Listen, when, when the Holy Spirit moves into your life, things are going to change. There's some things you just, you're going to put it off. Like an old worn out coat. It's like, no, that's nasty. I'm not doing that anymore. That's not, no, that, that, that didn't, do, deceitful lusts, the clubs. I realized I'm not, why am I going to do that? Go and spend all that money and I'm going to just feel stupid for having done it tomorrow. That's all. It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't accomplish anything. It doesn't work. So you're going to put that stuff off. And there are other things that you're going to put on, he says. Ephesians chapter 5. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us. An offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. Do you hear what he's saying? It's like, listen, don't let anybody lie to you. Don't let anybody, you know, come with, with foolish, empty speech and convince you that, oh, you, you know, it's okay. God understands. God knows your heart. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does know your heart. And if you're still out there, if you're playing, if you're vacillating, then it's, it's just like the prophet said to the children of Israel, it's time to make up your mind. Which God will you serve? The God of pleasure and self-indulgence who governs South Beach? The God of this age? The God of this world? Prince of the power of the air? It's got all kinds of different names, but it's really the same God, little g. And the prophet said to Israel, if he's God, worship him. But if he's God, then worship him. Make up your mind. Pick one. That's what he was saying. Pick one. That's what I'm saying to you today. Pick one. Pick one. Just pick one. Because see, here's the problem. Again, please understand. No judgment. No finger pointing. I've been there and done that. What I'm telling you, though, is that I see so many Christians rip themselves off. I see so many Christians cheating themselves out of the inheritance God has for them. You know, my own grandfather's a great example. He, I mean, God used my grandfather in such a powerful way. My dad's dad allowed the enemy to completely steal from him everything God had for him. And he died alone. Not completely estranged from his family, but somewhat. Living, I mean, nearly living out of his vehicle. And it didn't have to be that way. Didn't have to be that. I see so many Christians who think that, you know, well, you know, I'm, I'm saved, I'm, you know, I'm good, God understands. You know? And so you're still playing. You're still, you go to the clubs, you do this. Or, or maybe, you know, he, he points out, maybe it's greed that governs you. Maybe it's not the clubs at all. Maybe, maybe it's just greed. Maybe it's just you building yourself a kingdom. And it prevents you from receiving the kingdom that he wants to give you. 
Jesus said in Luke chapter 12, right around verse 32, he said to his disciples, don't fear, little flock. Your father has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom. But you got to stop focusing on this kingdom and the riches of this world if you want to receive everything he has for you. He's not saying you got to live in poverty. He's saying you got to get your eyes off of these things, though. You, you can't be worshiping mammon and at the same time calling yourself a Christian. You're deceived. It's a lie. It's not true. Do you understand? I'm not saying that greed sends you to hell. I'm saying greed is evidence that that's where you're headed. Greed is evidence that that's what you're worshiping. And Jesus said you can't serve both. And, and that's what this is saying. Because, he, he, you know, it's no fornicator, unclean person, covetous man has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. It's pretty black and white according to the Bible. Deceiving ourselves so many times. You know, as, as unbelievers, as unbelievers, we focused on what we got out of things. What's in it for me? What's in it for me in the relationship? We come into a relationship as a taker, whether it's a business relationship or a romantic relationship or whatever the case is. But see, as Christians, once the Spirit of God moves in and the fruit of the Holy Spirit, Galatians 5 says, is love manifested in all kinds of different ways, but the fruit, singular, is, is love. Well, then what happens is I come into a relationship determined to be focused on what I bring, not what I get. Determined to bless to be a blessing. No, but pastor, I mean, Christians are weird, man. A lot of times it's hard to hang out with other Christians. They're goofy sometimes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe God wants to put you in their lives to be that stabilizing influence, you know, that normalizing influence. Or maybe, maybe, maybe the problem is that you're still so worldly that the fact that they've turned from that and put that off and they're putting on the new man being renewed day by day. Maybe that's the problem. You ever think about, you know, the, the fact that we live in a broken, fallen, corrupt, messed up world and therefore normal is broken and fallen and twisted and messed up. And weird is good. Do you understand? You and I, we have to come back to this realization that our fellowship is not around the things of the world, things of the flesh. It's around Christ. It's around Christ. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. What you just heard may have set some questions off in your spirit about who Jesus is and why he's so important. If so, keep listening. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're listening today and, and you're thinking, man, I really need God in my life. You know, I, I've wandered away or, or remember, maybe you're just searching. It's the first time you're really getting serious about having a relationship with God. And, you know, I remember when I felt that way, and, and to be honest, I, I, I felt really kind of exasperated and crummy and, and like it was probably impossible. Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says that God loves you so much right where you are. He understands that we're messed up. The Bible tells us, I mean, He knows we're human. He knows that we're flawed. He knows 
that we're sinful, imperfect human beings. That's why the Bible says he sent Jesus in the first place to come and die on the cross to pay for our sin, to pay for our wickedness, so that all we have to do is open our hearts to him and receive the pardon, the forgiveness that he's offering. He wants a relationship with you. I'd love to give you more information about that. Listen, I'd love to pray with you about that, even if electronically. Just go to our website, mainthingradio.com. There's all kinds of info on the website about how to begin that relationship with Jesus, how to begin that that personal relationship with God, how to study the Bible. We can give you all kinds of information about that if you'll just reach out to us and let us know that you need it. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website again is mainthingradio.com. We're so glad you joined us today and be sure to tune in again to Main Thing Radio.